Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. Wow, that is a very large check you're writing there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty big, I guess. That's a lot of money. Do we even have that much money? That's all of our money. That's all of our... Whoa. <laughs> That's all of our money? Mm-hmm. Why are you writing... Wait a second. Who are you writing a check for all of our money well, to? Can, can you see? I know. I have kind of bad writing. Uh, plastic bank. The plastic bank. The plastic bank. Is that even a thing? Yeah. The plastic bank. Are you oh, sure you're gosh. not just trying to remember how to write checks? No. We it don't use them that much cool. these days. The plastic it's super bank. super cool. Okay. The plastic bank. Okay. People can go out and they can go onto the beaches or the road, anywhere they want. They collect plastic, they bring it to the plastic bank, and then the plastic bank will pay them cash for that plastic. And the plastic bank takes it and they recycle it and sell it to companies who then can say, hey, we're using social plastic. And they get, the companies get the benefit of saying, hey, we're doing a good deed. And all the way down the line to the people that are picking up the plastic and they get the benefit of actually getting cash for the plastic. It cleans up everything. It's great systems thinking to make a huge difference. So that's beautiful. I really, I would like to support that and probably not with all the money that I have. There's Uh, other ways that we can give. It doesn't have to just be a huge chunk of money. There's other ways that we can... Like, be in service to people. I, I see what you mean. I mean, it might be kind of hard to, I don't know. Well, just thinking get groceries tomorrow. we're going But we're into... not going to have to do groceries soon. We're going to be in the 100% project. <laughs> Can so... we slow down a little? Oh, okay. okay. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot on this podcast about volunteering and how amazing that is. And you can do that with a lot of different volunteer organizations. But it doesn't even have to be that. That sort of volunteering or donating there's something that's called seva which is a you've heard of that yeah this is what the jedi do no no it's not it's from like indian philosophy no it is from indian philosophy (laughs) (laughs) but you've been really into the jedi lately i've been into the jedi lately you you look at the jedi and they are this group of people who are in service that is their the meaning in their life I've been developing the Forest Monk Academy. It's I haven't told anybody about it yet. So if anybody's listening, this is secret. Don't tell anybody yeah, about sh- this. <laughs> but it's going to be an online teaching tool that people can use in Forest Monk training. And I've really have based it largely, the whole Forest Monk ideal, on the Jedi in that sense of if we can better ourselves and become the best person we can be, we we have more to give other people but the whole thing revolves around giving and that's seva right is seva yes service giving service to others to the planet to people kind of selfless service because so often i mean our whole world tells us that we really got to look out for number one certainly don't give too much of your time or energy to others they're just gonna suck it up and and take it and leave you you know forlorn and stranded high and dry and stranded yeah and that's the message we've been fed but 
Gosh, there's a completely different way to live. Yeah, well, I feel if I look back in our life, that's kind of where we were. Our culture plugs us into this stream of thinking. And the stream of thinking is, and it's still kind of the American dream that was dreamt up a while ago, yeah. way, way back before we were born, of you got to go to school and got to get a good job and you got to find a good partner and you got to get that white picket fence and two and a half children. And we're born into this idea of I should make my life better. And it's the whole consumerism thing of, I mean, what would happen to our society if we all decided that we needed to stop building things and stop buying things? You know what? This makes me think of what color is your parachute. Do you remember that book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were trying to kind of figure out our life path years and years and years ago. and That was that book where you would go through and you it was kind of inspirational, motivational, and you would fill out sort of what are your interests, and it kind of blocked you through creating the life that you wanted and gave you little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, points along timeline kind of. First I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and it's going right. to lead me to this ending. And for us... I remember when we wrote down that page that was asking us to say, what is it that you really want? Kind of put out a Yeah, what's your dream life look like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had our nice little house in the country, I think. There was a little stream. We could go down to a gazebo and sit. It was a real peaceful place. And yeah, we had plenty of money for travel and adventure and eating good food. Yeah. But if I look at it, and we were talking about this recently, there wasn't a lot of, I'm going to go and help others, whether the others are people or animals or plants, etc. It was a pretty vision, but it, you're right. It, it was, was really just kind of for us. So it was self-centered. And I don't mean that negatively because we didn't necessarily know, but it wasn't Seva. It wasn't our life is going to be service to others. I mean, we still were open-hearted people. I can think of a few people back then that were like, oh, if only we had tons of money, then we would help this person start their restaurant and we'd help this person. And Yeah, I, I remember that. Oh, Waka. <laughs> we wanted to help start him start yeah. his... His French restaurant. French restaurant. Yeah, but oh. I think we felt tethered to what we were doing, that, that dream that we were following, because we needed to have money in order to be able to give. There, there's that thought, and I've had it for a long time, that I can't really truly give unless I've got money to give, which is why I was trying to say to you, writing a check to someplace, certainly we can go and we can make a donation. That would be great. But that isn't necessarily the only way to be in service to people or plants or animals, etc. No, that's a really, really good point. That did paralyze us before, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And we see the people that are considered to be the earth shakers, you know, the, the ones doing the Bill Gates of the world who are creating huge technology, huge companies, employing massive amounts of people, and their foundations are giving millions and millions and millions of dollars to different nonprofits. And with that, it can start to feel like, well, what good can I do? Mm-hmm. But there's so many instances in our life when I think we can actually make a big difference. And we can make a big difference in the people right around us who, you know, Bill Gates is not helping the neighbor next door, really, with his donations. She's, let's say, older, and she's having a lot of pain in her in her hip, mm-hmm. and 
can't really get out and shovel her drive. Bill Gates isn't donating to her. In fact, nobody might be really looking out for her, for that person. Well, this is such a good thing to point out because what do we mean by service? And it can be all sorts of different things. Certainly foundations and grants and large organizations that have massive outreach are very much needed, but we need the small scale things too. And the more that all of us, you and I, Mm. and those of you that are listening out there, the more that we take service as a daily, everyday thing in our lives, a way of being, that's when we can really make those little changes that say to that neighbor who maybe is just sprained their ankle, um, you know, going and shoveling their sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Or just noticing that somebody needs a hand with something. Maybe you're out camping and someone's struggling to get a fire started. And you, who have been watching all of Kenton's YouTube videos about how to start a fire, just stroll over and say, hey, do you need a hand? It looks like you might you know, be in need of something. And I sometimes think those little exchanges say to other people, I see you. Mm. I see you are a human being. I've noticed you in my world. You exist. And I see that perhaps you might need my help or need a hand. Maybe not, but maybe you do, and I'm here. That's so vital in today's world because that can be lacking a lot of times. Well, we order online. You can go through checkouts where you don't talk to a person. You could probably go all day, maybe even days on end. I do not want to do that experiment, but it would be interesting. (laughs) How long can you go without having to interact with another human being? Oh, my gosh. And we need that. We need to know that other human beings see us and care. That's a vital aspect of the human experience is that sense of community. And in that sense of community, we all have meaning. But our culture doesn't give that. And I think those that reaching out, that gives that message. It says you are meaningful. That's my, my task is not more important than you are. Mm-hmm. And so often that can be our excuse for not stopping to help somebody oh you see it's that proverbial person stranded on the side of the road oh man i've got to get to work i have to get to pick up you know whatever it is on time and we think oh i can't step outside of my schedule but in actuality we know we've talked about this before too our brains crave novelty that's what gives us joy in our life is something new and when you step out and you interact with a person that you don't know especially in a way that you are of service to them this can work with animals etc you are giving your brain something new it suddenly becomes an adventure this brings up the science and oh have you done scientific research i love when you do that (laughs) the science of this is really cool we've actually spoken yeah on this podcast before about elizabeth dunn who did some research on the feelings, the subjective reporting of people when they take an amount of money, five, $20, doesn't have to be much, and they either spend it on themselves or they give it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And over and over again, she was showing that the subjective reported happiness is higher if you give that money away or you spend it on somebody else. Now, there's been other researchers at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business and at the Harvard School of Business. There have been studies done that have shown that Elizabeth Dunn's research, you know, they've, they've positively correlated and been like, yes, this is, it's this true. is it where it's going. It happens across the board. Yeah. Well, I have to just stop and say, 
when it is time for giving gifts, whether it's Christmas or someone's birthday or whatever holidays, whatever reasons you have for giving a gift, I know for me, I love, more than thinking about what I might get from someone, I love like putting together, oh, and being thoughtful and just thinking, what are they going to think when this arrives or they open this? And I get great joy from that. So it makes sense that why wouldn't we feel good about helping each other? How did the human species even survive if we didn't help each other? You're reporting it right there. The same thing that the research has shown. And probably all of us can relate to this. When you give somebody a gift, oh, it feels so, so good. When you buy yourself something, it feels good, but it does not feel as good. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so I have to just say, yeah. this is just people doing self-reporting. And has anybody actually gone out there and like studied your brain waves or whatever to see if there's some like hard physical or I don't even know what they call that technically in science. Actually, yes, they have. Oh, University of Zurich. And they have done MRIs Mm. when people are engaged in either this giving behavior or this taking behavior. And guess what? All that subjective reporting, Mm -hmm. there it is in the MRI. There's a portion of our brain called the ventral stratum. And that is one of the reward centers in our our brain. And it lights up Mm. when we are giving, when we are uh, taking or we're getting something for ourselves. It, it's activated, but not in the same way, just simply not in the same way. And the other thing that they're finding is that there is a, a qualitative difference between the amount of activation in our brain and the amount of subject, subjectively reported happiness. There's a difference between the short-term fixes mm-hmm. that our culture says, okay, you're, you're unhappy, go buy yourself a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, or go and get yourself a Starbucks coffee. Those fixes, they give us a little bit of happiness, but the happiness comes and then it very swiftly dwindles away, mm-hmm. which, you know, you can kind of see the effects of that binge eating of ice cream. Probably not the most healthy. I mean, we're probably going to feel better if we actually would just take what we're going to spend on the Starbucks and put it in the tip jar and walk away or use it to buy something for somebody and surprise them. We're probably going to feel better and actually it's probably healthier for us. Yes. It lingers with us all day long. You put that that $10 that you're going to spend on some junk food treat Mm -hmm. and you put it into that tip jar way more than the person was expecting and you know that you've created some happiness there and that lasts with you Mm -hmm. and it creates this lasting happiness i mean this is kind of a side tangent but our whole culture is kind of based on this idea get the quick thing get the thing that's going to make you happy right now don't pay attention to how this is going to you know affect your health or, you, or other people. Or other people, or your mental health, or the environment. Yeah, Just it, do it what's is. convenient it's the fast, and good right now. Thing. Yeah, convenience. We, we need to have an episode on convenience. <laughs> <laughs> Seven generations ahead, isn't there? A, yeah. Uh, one of the First Nation peoples was saying we need to think seven generations ahead. And mm-hmm. what if we. What if we think that way? Oh. Then we would live very, very differently, I believe. Well, I think we would. And happier. Yeah, and happier. happier. Well, yeah, I mean, when you finally lay down to die, you're going to think, oh, I have made something better than when I found it. 
and better for not just myself or my kids, but beyond. What a feeling. Well, so this brings up something that we've been talking about as well, which is our culture being set up on a win-lose type of structure uh-huh. where I win and other people lose. But I have to, I, I can only win if you lose. And how, wouldn't it be nice to change that around so that everybody could be winning? Our economy right now is kind of based on that competition model. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create something, whatever it is. We're trying to do something that's better than our competitors so that they can fall and we can rise. And it's odd and maybe a little unhealthily, I was going to say sick. <laughs> maybe that's a strong word, but but in a way, almost kind of a little sick to think that that has become so normal to so many of us. This thought that that's okay and that's normal, that I would crush other people underneath me mm-hmm. in order to make myself rise. Instead of thinking, could we create a win-win situation? And, you know, in a way, the message we've been given, so go buy that nice house in the suburbs, mm. and... That American dream kind of thing. That American dream thing. Which isn't to say that that's what everybody thinks is their dream. I'm just going off of the sort of archetypal American dream. This is what you want. So I can think, I'm going to go do that, and I'm just going to buy my my house in the suburbs and buy my nice car, and and I'm not living a very, like, uh, giving lifestyle. Now, Yeah, you're sort of an island in a way. Now, I could just as easily move into that into the suburbs there and I could have a very different attitude. I could think I'm going to move into this neighborhood and I am going to be a central hub of givingness. How can I reach out to my neighbors and make their lives better? That's a great, great way to approach something that could be construed as negative and change it around. I mean, maybe for you, it's the environment and you look and you say, oh my gosh, I do not want to maintain this large lawn and all of the things that it requires to upkeep just because I happen to live in this neighborhood, go and see if you can make prairie instead and landscape your yard so that you've got trails going through beautiful prairie plants that are going to help the pollinators. Beautiful. Invite your neighbors over. Make it a little, your front yard into this little meditation walking park where people can come and they can read the little signs that you've put up that say, Hey, this is right, this purple cone flower, right. etc. Or or have a big garden and say, hey, whatever I have left, I'm gonna just put out in the front for people in my neighborhood to take. I mean, we had that when we lived in town. We'd walk around our loop, and one of our neighbors had a gigantic garden, and we lived right in town, and he had a big garden outside of town, and he just put stuff out for free. Anybody in the neighborhood could have it. Beautiful, and th- it was this wonderful. Th- feeling of coming by and wow we get all these fresh vegetables and then you get to meet the guy and he's he's getting happiness for himself by he's become kind of a central hub of goodness in that neighborhood (laughs) where people are like wow that neighbor he's he rocks yeah so i wonder how many times in our life we come across situations that we think oh it just has to be that way and could we change our perspective to that service-oriented perspective, to the Jedi mindset, if you will. Thank you. Yes. That says, look, 
this is what people tell me it has to be, but how can I make it something where everybody wins? How can I be of service in this situation or this environment and make some positive changes? Uh, you know, we spoke about our journey a little bit, and I don't think we really continued on with that because we talked about in the beginning where we had that vision of just having our own little place, mm-hmm. kind of like we we're talking about here by moving to the suburbs. We just wanted our own little island where we could be left alone and have our happy life. Live a good life. life. Yeah. But it, it seems shifted. so lonely. And over time, we've become people who really devote ourselves in a sense of service to the world. And that's, for us, we see that as we create videos and these podcasts and with the 100% Project, all of this stems out of trying to give to the world and to show different ways and to point people maybe towards a, well, the science is saying it, toward a higher degree of happiness. Absolutely. That, I just feel so different, Rebecca, than we did back then. I feel good all the yeah, time. Yeah, there's, for me, what there is is a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. There's just something that feels right about it and comfortable like you're wearing your favorite old sweater or something on a cool day it's familiar it's comforting to you and it's so lovely to see somebody else smile i mean you were talking with that older woman the other day as she was walking her shopping cart and you had offered to take it back for her but she was taking it into the store and you you stayed with her for five ten minutes and just chatted with her and my gosh her smile i mean i benefited from that and Mm. i know that those of you out there who are listening I know you are in service too. You might just not realize it. So if you can switch your perspective and realize that when you do that nice thing, when you pay for the change for the toll from the person behind you and their car behind you, that is an act of service. When you smile at your coworker as you're walking by and say, wow, that color shirt is awesome on you. My gosh, that is an act of service. It doesn't have to be podcasts and videos and large checks and donations. And it doesn't even have to be going and volunteering through an organization. It can be, but there are small acts of service that are like the mortar that we need to help with the big building blocks. We need that everyday kindness and consideration of other people. You know, we could stop here for a moment and point out that all of you are in service, in a sense of giving, to Rebecca and I and Rewild University and the 100% Project and all of these things that we do. Because as a listener, if you are a patron, if you leave comments, all those are ways of giving to us. And this is the kind of giving that I'm talking about. You're giving to us. That creates a good sense of feeling in you. We get to receive from you. That creates a good sense of feeling in us. We get to give to the world because of the giving that you have given. And so there's this beautiful cycle of givingness that continues. It makes everybody in the line feel good and brings more happiness, more joy. And so boy, could we just say thank you and express our gratitude to every single person who's listening right now because you are performing seva in listening to this and being part of our mission. Woohoo! You rock! Way to go! (laughs) And so then, if you are aware 
of service, of seva, of being a Jedi, whatever makes you happy, uh, whatever term, (laughs) then cultivate it. Start to decide because that's the thing. We get a choice in this life of how we respond. We get a choice of what we think comes in. Okay, we don't always get a choice of what happens to us. That, (laughs) I don't think that that really is possible. But we get a choice of how we see it. How does it affect us? What do we believe about that? And we get a choice of how to respond. And so in your daily goings on, can you start to bring service into the fiber of your being? Can you see all the places in which you can be in service? And maybe you don't take them all. Maybe you can't spend all day doing all the places that, you know, doing all the things where you see there's service possible, but just stepping out and noticing, oh, that's service. Oh, look, I really am service oriented. I really, I'm doing this all the time. And take those little steps outside of your comfort bubble to help other people, to help other creatures and the planet. That's really important because in a lot of these uh, research studies, they're finding that the amount of money you give doesn't matter. It's the intention of Mm. giving. And if they continue to do studies, which they probably will, these would be harder studies to run, but I predict that they would find that when I'm giving with just a real sense of gratitude for being able Mm. to give, for just that feeling, then I'm going to gain more happiness from it. Then if I'm giving out of a sense of duty or guilt... Or, hey, look at me, I just donated $100,000, I'm so amazing. Yeah. There's different ways to do it. I mean, there's some people who just, you don't even know, it's anonymous, $100,000, here you go. That is a beautiful way to give, and that's probably going to give you more happiness. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a self thing. You leave that money in the tip jar, the person doesn't have to see it and give you a reward for it. They They just have to receive it, even anonymously, and you get the gift of the joy of giving. Well, that brings us to our action points. I think it's time for you to unleash your life and we should talk about how we can do this. What's action point number one? It is to choose giving and to perform this exercise. The next time that you are going to do something for yourself, and I'm talking about that quick fix. Ah, the little short, uh, what's the word for that? Uh, Short term, a short term -term thing. yeah. Yeah. So you're like, uh, I'm going to go get myself a Starbucks because I'm just feeling a little run down. Take that, I don't know how much it costs, five, six, <laughs> no seven idea. dollars and, and give it to a stranger on the street or just put it on, a, on the ground so somebody can find it or leave it in a tip jar. Or buy something for somebody else and go surprise your boss or your kid or your neighbor or anything. You can think of how to perform this exercise. There are a thousand things that we choose as our quick fixes. And just try replacing one of those and take that energy or that the funds or whatever it is that you are going to use to get that quick fix and instead do something that's giving. Another good example would be, okay, I'm going to spend an hour and a half now watching um, a movie and that's your quick fix. Instead, say, what if I took an hour and a half and I go over to the neighbor, to that elderly neighbor, and I say, could I rake your yard? Could mm-hmm. I mow your yard? Could I help you Or hey, do you want to garden? sit down and have some tea? I'd love to hear about your life or what you've been doing lately. I, I, you know, but there's People love to just 
again, it's about being seen. And it doesn't always have to be people. People are fun because they're the same species as us, so we see their eyes light up, but it could be helping animals. It could be planting trees. It could be just going to pick up some litter someplace to make one of your favorite walks prettier for everybody who walks along there. There's a thousand, as you said, a thousand million different ways to do it. And then notice, how do you feel? How do you feel if you, instead of choosing to watch that hour and a half movie, you spend an hour and a half planting trees, doing something good for the world? Breaking your neighbor's yard. And I bet that you are going to report that you feel way better. This can be the beginning of starting to develop a habit of being in a sense of service, in a state of seva, rather than in a state of just what can I do for myself? Mm. Okay, action point number two. Try a whole day of this attitude of giving. And this is where we get a little bit deeper. That first one is about a very practical method that you can use to develop the habit. But the attitude of giving is where you're going to wake up and you're going to say, today is about service. Oh, yeah. I am going to be in a state of service for the entire day. Mm -hmm. Now, that means that when I cook breakfast for my family, instead of cooking breakfast because it's my turn to cook breakfast, I'm going to cook breakfast with that sense of I am serving in a state of love and gratitude. I'm going to serve my family and make them this breakfast. Wow, I imagine that the food is going to taste so good that you're going to take more time with your family when you actually sit down to eat it. Oh, yeah. And imagine then the feelings that you're going to cultivate inside of you, just the positive brain chemicals for one thing, of just feeling so filled with gratitude and joy of being able to share this. This can work wonders at work. Because usually when we go to work, we are conscious that this is a trade of our time and life energy for money. And so... If I'm going to a factory, I'm going to an office, wherever I'm going, I can feel like, okay, I'm here because I'm making X amount of dollars per hour. And that's kind of the only reason I'm here. And how can I make it through the day as fast as possible? Yeah. <laughs> now, you're there anyway. You're going to be given the money regardless. So why not go there with a sense of service? When you do that, you're going to work better. You're going to give a higher quality to whoever you're working for. And with. And with, Because yeah. you're going to bring other people up. You can bring the people up around you, and you are going to feel better. Science shows this. Mm. So now, instead of going to work, suffering through it, blah, you're going to work, you're much happier, you've enjoyed it, and you've, it's win-win. Didn't mm. we talk about that? <laughs> it's win-win. You get your money, you get your happiness, people around you get the happiness, people mm -hmm. around you get more of your skills and your energy and you're a jedi secretly secretly a jedi secretly you know you're a jedi so how cool is that <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness number three that is the power of acceptance oh man this and by this i us. mean when someone else gives to you whether it be a material object or their time or some skill can you accept it with gratitude and know that when you accept it, you are allowing them to be in service? 
the reason I bring this up is because, as Kenton said, this yeah. has been really hard for us. We are the kind of people, and I'm sure many of you out there listening are also this kind of person, where you're like, no, uh-uh, you don't need to pay me back for that. Nope, uh, I'm not going to have you do that for me. Nope, nope, nope. And there's that, I mean, I've seen people fight about, here, here's $10 for the meal. Oh, no. And then, you know, you're trying to push it back and forth into each other's hands. Instead of just that simple, hey, look, here, I've made this for you, or I want to do this for you, and you say, wow, that makes me feel so acknowledged and cared for and it's extremely thoughtful and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. That, I wish I had figured that out earlier and I feel like in my thick-headed way I'm still having to, <laughs> to learn that, to accept, but I know how feel, good it feels for me to exactly. give. So I have to constantly remind myself that when I accept with gratitude, it is allowing that feeling that I enjoy so much to other people. It becomes, again, another win-win. Win-win. And if you, you yourself out there, whoever's listening, if any of you struggle with that, then try to think of it from that perspective. In the act of accepting someone else's generosity, someone else's service, I am allowing them to have serve, to give, to be in service and to be happy. Just think about that in a way. So then you're, you're receiving, but you are also giving and you're giving them the opportunity to, to be the one in service. And that's a really beautiful thing. Wonderful friends. Come to rewildu.com, R-E-W-I-L-D-U.com. Go to the podcast page and leave your comments on that page. Share with us how you give in your life, how you are in service, what makes you just feel really, really good in that sense of giving. Let's share with each other and wow yeah. just be in that sense of service go it's be a jedi so awesome. be a jedi. <laughs> go be a jedi <laughs> where's our lightsaber uh, you need the sound, lightsaber sound effects <laughs> no you never no 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 go yeah. find it come on let's go well, <laughs>